the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City has come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Little air guitar skills coming back, Sean? Well, that's right. I wish we had video. We should be doing this YouTube so people could really appreciate my tasty, sweet licks. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds a little Napoleon Dynamite-ish, but I don't know what the... That was exactly what it was. Was it? Uh, uh, sweet, uh, sweet jumps. No, no, no. That was Saturday Night Live. You know, oh. that was Saturday Night Live. Wasn't that uh, Will Ferrell uh, and Garth Brooks oh, when Will God. Ferrell was supposed to be like like Satan or something? <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, did, it was like a devil went down to Georgia duel and something. I don't know. I don't remember. Hey, welcome to the gospel filled uh, yeah, reaching for real life exactly. podcast here. Uh, speaking of, uh, if we had a video, uh, we're in a different room today. Yeah, we had some leaking, we, big heavy rains, and we got a couple things that we roof leaks that we need to repair here. So yeah, it's just regular stuff, Baron. Oh, you know. It's regular. It's just life uh, taking care of business. James chapter 1 says, Consider it all joy. I'm, oh, I'm counting it joy. Yeah, that you have leaks in the roof. <laughs> I, I don't, not it's not, that's that. not the way it says. <laughs> I guess all sorts of trials, you know, yeah. okay. Well, Sean, we got a special program today. Yeah, we really do. Again, another one of your buddies, radio buddies, but we're going to be talking with Colin Lambert, and he is now with Mission Today Radio. Colin's a big dog. He was Moody Radio. Absolutely. Well, actually, he, I'm remember him before he went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with uh, my friend Gene Bender in Austin, a great Christian station there. As I was right. at KSLR, Teaching Talk, okay. the Teaching Talk station in Austin. Believe it or not, there's Christians in Austin. Uh, oh, Baron, <laughs> how naive. <laughs> no, there are. Of course there are. Exactly. But it's definitely the mission field. And so uh, he got his start there in production and kind of worked his way up. And the next thing you know, he's yeah. in Chicago as the vice president of Moody. Broad- what? Yeah, that's huge. You know, what was it? 
KMBI or, or K Moody uh, Bible w, Institute. W, w, WMBI, yeah. that's right. And I, I grew up listening to that. Did I grew you? up in Chicago. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago listening to WMBI. And, I mean, very influential station. For him to be that vice president of yeah. Moody Radio, that's huge. He's currently now on the board of directors of the National Religious Broadcasters. Uh, yeah, that's and, good, too. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a very influential guy. And because of y'all's relationship and connections, he agreed to come and talk with us here on the Reaching for Real Life podcast can and I, radio program. Can I tell you a little secret? Yeah. He's done talking to me. So, oh? Yes. So, uh, at uh, one point in my professional career over there, uh, I got a call. Actually, they were looking for a general manager on a station mm-hmm. in Florida. And so, they flew me up to Chicago, and I hung out with Colin all day long and was interviewing for that job in, mm-hmm. uh, in Florida. Thank you, Colin, for not hiring me. Because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do today. Uh huh. Okay. Now, are, are you? Is, is this a little bitterness you're sharing here? Because or, or th- gratitude, no, gratitude for the Lord kind of clearing the way for exactly. you. Exactly. So yeah. Colin's a class act. And yeah. I'm glad that he's a Texan again. Yeah. He's a great brother. Very down to earth. And uh, you're going to enjoy our conversation. And let's get right to it. Well, our guest is Colin Lambert. We've already told you a little bit about him. Colin, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. It's great to be with you today. Awesome, awesome. Now, you live in Austin, Texas. You're actually not far from us at all. I do. Born and raised. Outstanding. You are the host of Missions Today, a radio show that has heard 170 stations across the country, but you're like a big-time radio veteran. You mentioned Moody. I grew up in Chicago, so tell people a little bit about Moody, and you served as vice president of Moody Radio right there in Chicago. Yeah, I did. Shortly uh, after 9-11, the organization I was working with here in Austin uh, had to let some folks go. So I began looking for some work again in radio. Heard about an opportunity with Moody Radio in Chicago. Didn't know anything about it. I knew who D.L. Moody was. I'd heard of the Moody Bible Institute. I'd never heard anything about Moody Radio. And through a series of meetings and conversations, uh, the Lord opened the door for me to get to Moody Uh, in the spring of 2003. Interestingly enough, within a month or two of me getting there, they locked all hiring, froze all hiring, and actually had to cut a sixth of the workforce right after I moved to Chicago. (laughs) My first fear was that I was going to be with that sixth of the workforce that, that got laid off. But fortunately, the Lord had other plans and I went in as a local promotions director for WMBI FM in Chicago, their flagship station. And uh, through the years, had the opportunity to advance and ultimately ended up for seven and a half years as vice president of broadcasting. So uh, great, great experience and time in Chicago. Yeah, well, I grew up listening to Moody, Moody growing up in the Chicago area. A very influential position you had, I mean, because Moody extends way beyond just what it's doing there in Chicago. It has a huge reach. So very, very cool. Now, okay, you're with Moody, but then Something caused you to say, hey, I want to start something new. Tell us a little bit what led you kind of start this idea, this missions today. Yeah, well, so I actually, you know, was ready to get away from the city, get back home. We moved back home with the family. The transition was actually strange. We came back here originally to work with some friends at a fast food chicken restaurant, which is about Uh. as far from radio as you can get. You were done with radio. But uh, kept my foot in the door doing some radio things with lurking with a local radio station here and doing some voice work, doing a little consulting. But after about two and a half years, it was clear that the restaurant gig was not going to work and uh, felt like the Lord was really pulling me back to get just fully engaged again with radio. Mm-hmm. About that time, I got a call from a friend who I worked with at the Moody Bible Institute. He was assistant to one of our presidents, Dr. 
Michael Easley. His name's Tommy Lee, and uh, he had a career of building cell phone towers and a lot of strange things. He had, in the meantime, started a, a ministry called Resource Global, which is a mentoring organization. It's uh, businessmen and women who are mature Christians mentoring young entrepreneurs and business people about how to integrate faith and work. And uh, they were spreading all across the globe. They had an office in Chicago. We're about to open an office here in Austin. Had a chance to sit down with Tommy, and he said, hey, would you ever be interested in doing a radio show? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so uh, we started with a couple of ideas, worked through those. Th those didn't really go exactly where we wanted them to, but ultimately the Lord just kind of put on my heart to incorporate what Tommy was wanting to do with Resource Global and to tell the story of missions. Uh, there was no uh, radio program, to my knowledge, in the country that focused on missions. There are a few, a few podcasts, but no radio program, and I just felt that's the direction we needed to head. And so Resource Global uh, hired me to create this program as part of their ministry outreach, and uh, now about two and a half years ago, uh, we started the program uh, with a little over 100 stations. As you mentioned, we're over 175 now and still growing. We also release it as a podcast. And it's just been amazing to me to have the opportunity to interview so many amazing people that have given their lives to serving Christ, both here and around the world, and have very unique uh, ways to engage with their faith and the way that they're reaching other people. And uh, it's just been a blessing to learn what the global uh, missions atmosphere looks like right now and how it's changing and what's happening. And I'm just thrilled and privileged to be able to have those conversation each and every week. I just think that's fantastic. I mean, uh, how do you go about choosing who to interview? I mean, how do you meet the people that you're interviewing? Because it's a fantastic concept. You're right. And I'm surprised somebody didn't do it before. In fact, when Baron was talking about you as a possibility, I'm like, that that's just a great concept. Where did you come up with the concept and how do you meet the people? I guess that's maybe the bigger question. Yeah. As I mentioned, you know, Resource Global, which is kind of a mission effort through the business community, business's mission or integrating faith and work, they had begun to get into multiple countries around the world. We have offices in Malaysia and Indonesia and Hong Kong and South Africa and Nairobi and, again, Chicago and Austin and, um, you know, opening new ones all the time. And really what they were hoping was that I could tell the story a little bit of what Resource Global was doing. Right. My concern as we began that was not anybody's going to want to hear a weekly program about just Resource Global. But what I thought, and I just feel, again, like the Lord just impressed on me that um, what they were doing was missional. Right. And if I could broaden it to include all of missions from people's local missions in their neighborhood to church missions to mission organizations to missionaries actually in the field, that over time that might be something people might actually have an interest in. And I felt like it would be super educational because I think most of us know so little about what's right. really going on in yep. missions around the world. You use a phrase on your site, it's missional entrepreneurship. Tell us about that and give us an example of, of what where that's happening. Yeah, that and that was specifically tied to the work that Resource Global was doing, this missional entrepreneurship. It, it you know, you've heard the phrase business as mission. Let's do some kind of business and then let's uh, maybe add 
uh, some mission activity to it, or let's use a little of the profits to do uh, mission work. I feel like what Resource Global started doing was a step beyond that. It was it was literally an entrepreneurial mindset to mission. It started with teaching these young entrepreneurs about the theology of work, which you just don't hear much in right. church today. Right. And yet, how much of our week is spent in work? But we just never talk about it. One of the stories that's just come out recently from a few of the cohorts that I've had an opportunity to talk to is about how what a horrible relationship they had with work until they began this process of learning about the theology of work, our identity in Christ, and how to engage uh, in our mission right where we are, whether it's a church or it's a, you know, a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. And it has just been so powerful to hear individual stories of people who literally have told me, I was burned out. I didn't want to go to work. I started this process of learning. And by about the fourth or fifth month, it totally changed mm. the way I interacted with my bosses, with my job. Some got promotions. Some became friends with a boss that they hated. Mm. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's not just doing business and finding a way to do mission. It's living out your Christian faith yeah. in every element of your work life. Man, that's so good. That is so good. We're talking with Colin Lambert with Missions Today. You can find his podcast and more about him at missionstoday.com. Now, you've interviewed hundreds now of different types of people around the world who are doing mission in different places. Do any stories stand out? I mean, are there a couple that you'd say, oh, this is something really unique that captured my imagination? Anyone anyone come to mind? Yeah, I think there's a couple. Uh, the first is a young lady named Julia Tan. She was uh, born and raised in Indonesia. Uh, her family was in the shipping business, shipping containers and maritime she wanted to be a designer, a famous designer. So mm -hmm. she came to the U.S., went to the University of Michigan, and then got a design degree and actually got hired right away at a major firm in New York City. Mm -hmm. Her dream, right. her dream to do the designing. She was sitting at lunch one day with a friend from church and a homeless person, and they were talking about faith and they were talking about life. And just totally unrelated almost to the conversation, she felt God encouraging her to go back to Indonesia mm. to help her people. Wow. And she began to pray, God, what do you want me to do? I don't, you know, I don't understand. What what is it that I can do? I'm a designer in New York. He put on her heart, uh, she saw a, a clip shortly after that of a ministry called Mercy Ships, which you probably yeah. have heard of. It's sure. a, a you know, ocean liner that's got doctors all in it. With YWAM, yeah. Well, her family was in the maritime business. She moved back to Indonesia. She asked her dad if she could have a boat. <laughs> he agreed for her to have a boat. She began raising money over a million and a half dollars in Indonesia, created a top level for, it was actually a barge. They created a, a housing unit on top of the barge where they put doctors and nurses, and they're now sailing around over 7,000 Indonesian islands giving medical care to people in need. And she did this before COVID hit. So wow. by the time COVID rolled around, they were already up and running and able to help people even in the midst of that and sharing faith in the midst of that yeah. effort. 
That's such a cool story because it's it's someone who had come here to follow a dream, actually achieved that a dream, and God just began to work on their heart. I'll bet you hear that a lot. I bet there's a lot of uh, that, that common thread of how God brought someone to that place of saying, "I need to give my life to ministry and to the gospel to help reach someone else." Yeah, I would say almost fifty percent of those that I talked to had other plans in mind, and right. God just intercepted those plans and either used those skills or totally bypassed those skills and took them a different direction with what he wanted them to do. Well, that's a powerful, powerful factor, I think, in a lot of people's lives when they end up involved in the ministry. Anyone else stand out? Any other stories that you just go, man, this impacted me. This this kind of maybe changed your perspective or challenged you. You know, there's so many. I, I recently uh, talked to a young lady from Malaysia who uh, was trained as a pharmacist. She was one of those who told me uh, recently that she did not like her job. She was burned out. She did not get along with her boss. She wanted to uh, engage with her faith more deeply. She was at this point in her career where she just didn't see what she could do with her work as a uh, as a pharmacist. She began uh, engaging with this concept of theology and work and this concept of knowing who you are in Christ and taking advantage of of where God has placed you. And two things came of that. She's the one, the illustration I gave earlier, she's the one who had a horrible relationship with her boss and is now friends. Yeah. I mean, her boss literally wouldn't even talk to her. And now she's like great friends with her boss and wow. the relationship at work has totally changed. The other thing that has happened is she has a heart for what you might call the least of these mm-hmm. uh, people who are downtrodden in her area of Kuala Lumpur, uh, people who have no resources or little resources in the pharmacy trade in some Asian countries. It goes beyond big pharma to herbs and mm. the work that herbs do. And it's a huge piece of the, Asian culture. And so God began to put on her heart the idea of doing something that would help the least of these in her community and to use her skills that she had as a pharmacist. And he led her to create a new tea. And of course, Asia uses drinks tea like crazy. Hmm. So she created this new brand of tea from the things she had learned through her pharmacy and the herbs and the different things. She has created a business now that is funding seven families through this tea as they now farm this special tea and the herbs that she needs to make this tea. And I'm talking this, this, this young lady's like 22 or 23 and she's created this amazing business selling tea and has put seven families and their farms to work who had no work before mm. making this tea and it's just selling like crazy. That's awesome. What a cool picture of someone taking their regular skills. I think sometimes we think, okay, my real life is not connected to like international missions or to ministry to the poor or something that God's maybe putting on my heart. I love that. I love how your stories seem to emphasize people who are, who are thinking a little bit differently. Let, let's say someone's listening to our program right now and they're saying, gee, I would love to be engaged more with people who are outside my circle. I'd love to take my current professional life or maybe something I want to do and use it, leverage it for the kingdom. How would you say they proceed? 
Let's start with people who are just working normal jobs. I think it may be a little different for people in ministry, but if you're just working a normal job, I mean, one thing I have learned in the last two and a half years, uh, both related to my work with Resource Global and just in general and the people that I interview, I think it's good for you to understand a theology of work. And there are mm. some great resources you can just find easily online. Just type in theology of work. Right. You're going to find some wonderful resources about why we work and what God says about work and that it's valuable and that mm. God can use us in the midst of it. I think us understanding as well, our identity in Christ, our identity is not in our profession. Our identity is in Christ who has saved us and has made us part of his kingdom. Uh, and then finally, that ability to uh, flourish or bloom where you are. Uh, I've had a lot of jobs I haven't liked. And, you know, God has used me even in those jobs to be able to impact people's lives. So I would say if you could kind of think through those three things, the theology of work, learn a mm -hmm. bit about that, uh, understand your identity in Christ, and then understand that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God has you there right now yeah. for a purpose. If you can grab hold of those three things I think it can revolutionize your life because I believe if you pray about it and you ask God to show you, you are going to have opportunities daily, weekly, monthly to engage with people, to interact with people, to share your faith with people, to share the love of Christ with people that maybe you didn't even see before yeah. or you didn't even understand before were there. Yep. I think you'll begin to see the needs that are around you that were not there. I'm kind of an introvert. I know it's hard to believe because I've been in radio so long, but I'm kind of an introvert. My wife is just the opposite. She's one of those that's never met a stranger. And in her work, one of the things she does is just ask people about their lives, yeah. their family, their kids. Uh, you know, you always hear, well, something, you know, my mother-in-law is sick or my right. child is, there are always opportunities to engage with people at their point of need. And I think God opens those doors if we're just faithful to ask. Man, Colin, that'll preach. That's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. Uh, how can people find out more about you? I so appreciate you doing this for us, and I just want people to be able to connect with what you're doing. How can they find out more? How can they hear these interviews? You know, you're doing one every week, right, at, at least? So yeah. I, I want yeah. them to be able to connect, connect with it. How can they find you? Yeah, easiest way is just our website. It's missionstoday.com. That's with an S, missionstoday.com. Uh, all of our past programs are there all the way back to the beginning. Uh, they're fresh every week. Again, they come out in three forms. If you've got a radio station near you that carries it, that's one way. It also is streaming on the website itself, and then it's released as a podcast each week. All of those released on Saturdays. Okay. So whenever your podcast platform, whether it's uh, iTunes or Spotify or Anchor, whoever, whenever they release their podcast, that's when it comes out on Saturday. And um, every week it's available to you. And I'd love for folks to tune in and I'd love, uh, as well, anybody who knows mission focused people, maybe you have a mission, right. maybe you support missionaries and love the work they do. Maybe there's a mission organization you're engaged with. I'm always looking for great stories. So if you have some great stories, you can let me know as well through the website and I'll be glad to follow up and, uh, talk about some of those great topics and amazing people. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Colin Lambert of Missions Today, the podcast, and his website is at missionstoday.com, or you can catch him on many local radio stations around the country. Colin, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Great to be with you. God bless you. Pastor Sean, he said that uh, if you know any mission work that the church is involved with uh, here currently, what is River City's community churches take on mission work and what what is going on out there? Oh, for us, we, you know, we, our thing is the gospel, obviously, and discipleship. So we have a, a heavy bias towards missions, organizations, missions, missionaries, and people who are focused on church planting and particularly not just planting churches as organizations, but who are into spirit-led relational discipleship, making disciples and then multiplying church communities that continue to multiply. Obviously, like, like most people now, I think we, we're much more in favor of partnering with local indigenous people wherever you are in whatever part of the world you're in and helping equip them, support them however you can. So we've got great partners in, in Africa. We've got great partners in India. Um, really all over the world, different ones. We've had some great relationships with some folks in the Philippines. And then, you know, we just try to, to be a support and encouragement wherever we can. And of course we do lots of local yes. stuff here. We believe missions, you know, we talk about river city global and river city local. And so our feeding ministry, the stuff we do, what we call our compassion zones, where we go into a community that's underserved, under-resourced, and we try to just support and encourage them. So missions really is, it's not a project. It's not just a foreign thing. It is a, it's a lifestyle saying, how can I facilitate gospel movements and help make disciples wherever I go? Yeah, making disciples. Again, you mentioned church planning. Hey, guess what? I had a guy today, today say, hey, I was uh, driving through uh, New Braunfels and I saw a future home of a uh, River City Community Church. Is the church moving? I said, no. It's River City Church. River City Church. It is the church we planted. It's part of our network. But no, that is uh, River City Church in New Braunfels. That's Pastor Jason and Natalie Powers. Uh, they're just doing uh, They're just doing some wonderful work. Soon. Some very cool stuff happened there. So we love those guys. So when you're supposed to go out into all the world, it doesn't mean go out into all the world. It means... Go to the next town. Yeah. The, the idea is, and even in the Great Commission, if you just kind of see the tenses in that when it says go and make disciples, it's, it's the idea is kind of as you're going. Yeah. Ooh. As you're going, make disciples. So in other words, wherever God takes you, how can I share the gospel? How can I share this life? How can I be, be, in, be in and begin little communities of faith? You know, and when you think of it that way, it's not such a big, oh my gosh, it's a huge, just a project. It's a lifestyle really. All right, Pastor John, let's wrap it up here. Talking on Sunday, back to staying with the family. Oh, yes, yes. We will actually be wrapping up our family series. So the series has been called No Place Like Home. It's been great. People have really been responding. And so uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Hope you'll come, 930, 1130. We'd love to have you. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, We just pray the Lord blesses you, leads you, and that you are listening for his voice and doing what he says, because that's really the core of discipleship. God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.